Welcome everyone to episode one, season six, season six of the Bolt from the Blue podcast. And uh, let's start off uh, once again by introducing our key members. First of all, we've got Mr. Ray Bubbles. How are you doing, Ray? Hey, I'm doing, uh, well, I'm champion. I'm champion. I'm, I'm, I'm trembling, trembling with the treble joy still. I'm glad to see you, Mike. We we weren't sure whether we we're going to do a season six. Uh, you've been uh, <laughs> hiding away, <laughs> hiding away for ages. But it's good to see you back in blight. And we've also got the man, the legend, in his own lunchtime. It's Bernard Denine. Bernard, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm just look, just watching uh, two of our oh, two of our opponents uh, for the title, Villa and Newcastle. I don't I don't think Villa have got much chance this season, but uh, Newcastle look lively for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, um, apparently it uh, wasn't easy to get tickets uh, for this one, um, <laughs> even though it was, you know, quite close and everything. Um, well, that's the problem. I mean, you, you've not, you've misjudged it, mate. The closer it is, the worse it is to get tickets. You know, further away mm -hmm. it is, obviously, it's easier. Indeed, indeed. Well, guys, uh, it's it, 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 fascinating uh, first game of the season, obviously, um, company against Guardiola. But... Um, the signs were not particularly good, obviously, coming into this game for Mr. Company, because um, something that I just reminded myself of recently is that we've actually, City have won the last 11 games in, in both League and Cup against Burnley with an aggregate score of 40-1, to 1, including, of course, that 6-0 win uh, in the FA Cup. And uh, they had five players making their, their debut, but um, they have had like a, huge long pre-season um, so you would have thought that they've been well up for it let's have a look at the lineups guys um, let's start off with City of course um, now you guys uh, recorded um, uh, on Ray's channel making some um, predictions about who would uh, start and uh, where they would start um, let's go to uh, you first of all Bernard what did you think about the lineup and uh, how different was it from what you expected? It was pretty, pretty much spot on. I mean, obviously, we didn't know about Diaz and Stones. I mean, they, they were in our starting 11, I think. But, of course, they weren't able Diaz with his concussion and Stones. I have no idea what's wrong with Stones. So, them two them two were in, were in my starting 11. They didn't start. And also, I didn't have KDB in because I, don't, I didn't think he was right yet to come back. Uh, so... I got eight, but really, you know, based based on on that decision that Pep made to play KDB, and he, he had no option with Diaz and Stones. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much a, a team we we thought. Although the the replacements Walker, I was a bit worried about Walker and Lewis both playing. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with that, uh, and I just expected that. I thought Pep was expecting a bit bit much from Lewis on that on that starting line up in fairness and it, and it got even worse for him when when KDV went off so yeah interesting from Pep uh, interesting from Vincent as well but certainly interesting from Pep uh, given given the fact he, he lost uh, I think I think he would have started certainly Diaz and I think he would have 
started stones. So that was a big loss, I think. Mm -hmm. What did you think of that lineup, Ray? Um, well, like Bernard, obviously, I was uh, expected Diaz not to play because we'd, that had been rumoured already. Um, uh, John Stone's not been there, didn't hear anything, no inkling about that uh, at all. Um, it looked a bit, you know, obviously, without the one of them and without Gundogan, it just looked, looked different. Um, you were worried a little bit, but I was glad to see Foden start. That, that you know, brought me some cheer. But on, on my channel, when we were doing the um, the, the team news uh, as it came out, people were on, on <laughs> some people were, you know, you get the a wide variety or a wide range of reactions and emotions and some people were not happy. And I said, look, seven of those players started the Champions League final. So it can't be a, a terrible side, can it? And, um, you know, it, 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 I always say this, whatever side we put out, it's good enough to win. So let them go out and do the job. And, uh, you know, if they don't do it, then complain about it afterwards. And uh, mm. you know, um, the proof of the pudding is in the, the eating. Well, let's um, just run through the, very briefly run through the, the lineup. So we had a Derson. No one would have challenged that. Uh, Walker was thumbed down. Akanji and Ake, and then Rico Lewis. I don't think many people picked him to 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 start, but there we go. Uh, KDB. Very very interesting uh, that uh, Bernard said that he felt that he wasn't right because uh, that that proved to be the case. Actually, we'll talk about it uh, a little bit later. Uh, Rodri, Bernardo Silva, fabulous that that he's not going. Alvarez. Foden and Holland, and on the bench, Phillips. We got Kovacic, who would later make his uh, debut. Uh, Grealish, Laporte, obviously desperate to get away. Ortega, Gomez, big season for him. Guardiol, the big, uh, uh, big new signing. We were all wondering whether he'd get a minute or two. And then we've got the two young rising stars, Palmer and McAtee. Um, Bernard, just very briefly, let's take a look at the Burnley uh, lineup. A lot of these names will be unfamiliar uh, to a lot of um, regulars uh, on 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 this uh, account and also on, on your accounts too. Five debutants. Um, what did you reckon, Bernard? Yeah, I thought he played well. Certainly, three or four of them played. Ex I mean, Burnley as a team played exceptionally well, considering it was the the first game. And if you said you had five guys making the debuts, I think that was quite an impressive. Uh, I mean, they got beat three 0 but you, you'd think it was quite an. You know, as far as team, the team playing as a unit, I thought they were absolutely excellent. Uh, well drilled, perhaps lacked a little bit of pace. Uh, they couldn't even get in behind us, which uh, shows what sort of pace they got. But uh, yeah, those new guys, Sanderberg, um, Zeki Amduni, uh, that Colio show, was it? I mean, all, I think yeah. all three of them played reasonably well and they got to add Dara O'Shea to that, I mean, at the back. And of course, old James Trafford, uh, I don't think you can blame him for the two goals. And, you know, yeah, if you've got a team coming up to the Premier League and they made, they made you got five debutants, he had a couple on the bench as well. Uh, that was a, a quite an impressive performance for me. I know, I know they've been back in training since I think we we were playing our Champions League June. final, weren't they? When they played their first uh, of June, of June. Yeah. Uh, so you know, very good. Uh, very. I thought they were very good. I was quite impressed with uh, uh, Burnley. Although I must admit, they do perhaps lack a bit of oomph. Uh, but uh, I would probably say we lack a little bit of that at the moment as well. Yeah, Ray. As, as City themselves had a decent enough uh, preseason. Obviously a. Slightly disappointing, but ultimately meaningless uh, loss on penalties to Arsenal in the Community Shield. 
but beat Bayern Munich 2-1 in Tokyo, beat Yokohama 5-3 in Tokyo, mm. and then there was um, a little reverse uh, in Seoul against Atletico uh, Madrid. But um, how do you think City's uh, pre-season um, was, sh- was shaping up um, prior to this game? Yeah, I think you said it there. You know, it was okay. You know, one, two, lost two, I think. Um, but you can't read too much into pre-season. We all know that. We saw last season's um, Community Shield. City got beat by uh, Liverpool. Uh, every, all the Liverpool fans were cock-a-hoop. Um, that, you know, they were going to win everything, weren't they? Liverpool last season. They were going to win everything after they dumped on City. And they won sweet FA. They won nothing. And they were mere also runs. And City, a lot of people were worried. Haaland missed chances, open goal. Um, and, you know, people were criticising us. And then we won it. We almost won it all. So I don't worry too much about pre-season. We're always undercooked. Pep said it. You know, a lot of teams were back in training at least two weeks before us. Our season generally finishes later than nearly everybody else. Um, you know, and, and this time was, last season was no different. You know, the Champions mm-hmm. League final on the 10th of June. And in less than two months, we're playing again. And in, and, mm-hmm. and in England internationals as well. So it, it's very difficult for, for us to come out of the traps to hit the ground running. But hey, mm-hmm. all that mattered for me, and I, I said this a few times, I just wanted the three points. You know, a good performance, I, that's a bonus, but I just want three points. And we started off with three points, can't complain. Hey, Bernard, uh, in City's um, total squad roster, uh, to use that American expression, uh, you've got two obvious want-aways in, in Laporte and Cancelo. Laporte uh, was on the bench. There's no Cancelo in sight. Why does one get to, you know, uh, feature, whereas the other is uh, sent to Coventry? Well, yeah, because Laporte's uh, been a bit of a more... He's been whinging about getting away, but he's been a man and, st- and stepped up when he's been asked to step up. Uh, Cancelo has obviously come back at a... A reasonable first friendly, if I remember correctly, he played okay in that first one, and he's probably gone back sulking again. So that's the difference. And of course, you can only have so many on the bench, and you know, people like McAtee deserve and Palmer deserve to be on the bench over and above someone like Cancelo, who uh, will be on his way. And as I say, Laporte probably will, but at least when asked, he's stepped in and done the job. So why not? Right, Ray. Last night, eight o'clock, Turf Moor. Uh, that the, the name of that stadium, I don't. It just tickles me, you know. But just the the, the way that you've you, you've still got a, a, a team with a, a name like that when everyone else has changed the name of their uh, their old ground into something more well, something more salubrious, something more exciting. The something something arena. Uh, I think they're the, the one one of the very few that have like stuck to that. Name it reminds you of sort of Bovril and Sam Allardyce and the 1970s. Um, I think no, but the thing is, Mike, they've not uh moved, so that's usually when clubs change their name and they've not got a sponsor paying for the stadium, you know, paying for the privilege of having their name on the stadium. So, do you think, do you think it was still at Main Road? It'll still be called Main Road now. Mm, interesting, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> If we were still at Main Road, it'd be, it'd be we haven't got a pot to piss in arena. <laughs> if we were still at Main Road, it will be the Peter Swale Stadium or something like that. I'm quite proud of it, though. I mean, the, the, the match day programme's called Turf, so they're quite proud of it, quite rightly. Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, we're off, we, off we went then. Um, very exciting. 
Uh, what did you think, um, Bernard, of the new um, the new white shirts? The new second shirt. <laughs> well, I'm a, uh, a bit gutted actually. It's nothing like the one I bought. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I might be wearing it as a training top. I'll have to leave it a little while till people forget because it's uh, interesting. My the one I've got because it's close but not close not close enough. So uh, it, it will be staying in the cupboard at the moment <laughs> until I wear it as a training top down the road. But yeah, it's nice. I like it. I, w- I wish it had been done correctly. I, it looks nice on. I'm not in. I'm not into collars usually. They don't they don't usually do that much for me. I'm not a collar person. I get on my nerves. Even my t-shirts are like collars, so they're not the sort of thing. But because it's only a little tiny one, I think most people like it. I think all three kits have uh, have met with uh, with the unanimous. Well, not unanimous, but certainly seventy to eighty percent of people seem to like all all three of the kits one way or the other. So it's all well mm. and good. Thank you. Well done, Puma. Well done. Yeah, what did you think of that one, Ray? And also the third kit, you know, the firework display kit. Well, Bernard's any opinions? Burn has been, you know, doing me nothing with wearing that uh, <laughs> uh, thunder and lightning uh, um, one, that third kit one. But no, it, look, it looks nice. This this kit. I haven't. I don't think I've uh, trying to think if I've seen it in the flesh yet. Because uh, I was at the Puma shop yesterday, uh, uh, outlet shop, and. Uh, Bought a few bits and pieces. And, um, they had, they, I think they had some there. I thought you were skinned. I am, <laughs> well, mate, if, if they got stuff on discount, uh, I, I, oh, the thing is, my, my lad needed uh, some, uh, some tracky bottoms, and so I got some tracky bottoms for my kids and a, you know, obligatory. Um, uh, what did I buy? A hoodie, Man City hoodie. But look, it's a half price, man. Um, it's half price. You've got to take advantage of these uh, good offers. <laughs> Oh, no, they had a lot of city stuff. They just, you know, they still had the last season's kit, 35 quid. Second second and third kit last season. That's too expensive. If it was a tenner, you might be interested, but not 35 quid when you moved on to this season. Um, but no, it's, it's, it looks it looks a decent kit. Um, I want to I want to go and check out the goal. I'm a goalkeeper's top man now, so I'm going to go and check them out and see what they're like. But mm-hmm. it looks uh, pretty uh, slick, um, you know, top. Um, yeah, if I see it. Buy it. Maybe not one of one like Bernard's. Uh, I'm not even sure what colours colour Bernard's is. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, um, looks neat. Well, it's yeah, based, supposedly based, isn't it, on the industrial revolution and all this, like a an orangey flame colour to it. But obviously, mine's just orangey flame. It's not. <laughs> it's not very white. It's mainly it's mainly orange flame. So yeah, a bit bit gutting, but uh, interesting. Yeah, it's always fun to read, uh, you know, the marketing blurb about the the uh, the reasons for the design. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you've got poets poets doing that, and it's uh, it's always yeah, re- very funny. On, Total on the marketing. Back of the shirt, they've got the actual uh, legend is like a an a warehouse sort of thing motif on, on the back of the mm-hmm. car. So that's obviously suppose you know it'd be, be more in, more impressive. If it was actually on the shirt somewhere rather than hidden <laughs> behind the neck. But, yeah, I've got a bet on with a couple of mates that sooner or later you're going to have like you know um, hologram images of 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 you know famous Manchester musicians you know in in the background of one of these shirts. But anyway, interesting I'm, way I'm, to, I'm not to get a shirt with my cotton all on. I'm sorry, I'm not having uh, it. I'm not having <laughs> that. <laughs> no, 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 not Manchester United supporting uh, uh, musicians. But um, interesting way the game got started. Um, the un- uh, a lot of the unreconstructed uh, uh, Burnley supporters uh, booing the players for taking the knee. Maybe they've just um, 
they've ju- they're, they're just fed up with that um, after so long and wondering how long it's going to continue. Did that uh, did that irritate you a bit, Ray? No, I, I, to be honest, I, I, I watch the game from when it starts. I don't worry about stuff like that. I'm, I'm so busy running around. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't know. I mean, look, Burnley, Burnley fans and their six fingers. Uh, who knows what they're all up to? Um, mm-hmm. Just get on with the football. Well, let's get on with the football and stick with you, Ray, because after four minutes, I think the French have an expression for this, a plus ça change. Nothing uh, well, is really very different. Yeah, no, my, my, four, my mi- comment, four minutes in. My comment was boom, boom. <laughs> and, uh, it happened again. It happened again. And look, you know, for the last two months, Bernard's been lambasting up poor old Harlan for not scoring goals. He's been on his case. I've been trying to defend Haaland. I said, look, he scored loads of goals <laughs> last season. You know, leave the poor lad alone. He's only 22 years old. And Bernard's been calling him all sorts of names. Lummox, that's one of them. Uh, I don't think that's a polite uh, name for him. And, yeah, so, and uh, that, uh, you know, Haaland scored. That's one in the eye for Mr. Deneen. Um, it was a well-taken <laughs> goal. You know, he, he looks sharp again. This is how we looked at the start of last season. He just gets into these positions where he's in the right position before the ball arrives. He know it's like he has this sixth sense, you know. Uh, Bruce Willis in disguise, he's got this sixth sense, so he knows where the ball's going to turn up, or he just happens to be there. You know, he's, the guy's lucky, or he, he's got this uh, way of uh, pre- not premonition or whatever it is where the ball's going to go. Um, and he's just there, and then he just strokes it away. It was just fabulous, uh, fabulous. Um, and uh, it's a shame we didn't do much after that. We, we got the goal and then just hung on. But, oh, no, cracking start. Because you can't ask. Well, Bernard, KDB, uh, Foden and Rodri were involved. Just uh, just give us your little um, your little uh, description of that goal and what you thought of it. Try to, yeah, try to be thought, kind to Mr. Harley. I think Foden played a little one too with KDB, didn't he? KDB hit it long. I thought Rodri was excellent. I thought the header back by Rodri was uh, absolutely yeah. superb. Uh, just the right, the right level of power. Just simple for Alan. I'm not saying he couldn't miss, but uh, he loved it. If he feeds off that, and I'd just like to confirm to Ray that I've, I've checked in the thesaurus. Some lummox is, is apparently a nice thing to say. It's not a nasty thing. It means it means you love someone. You call him a lummox. So you know, I'll, I'll stick with him being my big lummox because uh, that's what he is. But uh, yeah, I mean, four minutes. You know, is it going to be another six nil? Um, I probably didn't think so at that stage, and uh, but it's great, wasn't it? It's great to, first touch of the ball, I think, wasn't it, for Ireland? And, and it's mm-hmm. in the back of the net, yeah. No, but I, I thought you know the deluge was coming a couple of minutes later. KDB shoots over the bar, not not too far over the bar, but then you know, Burnley, especially Am Dooney down the right, he was causing you know consternation from. From, uh, against Walker and, and Akanji a couple of times, and they they began to sort of like grow into it a little bit. You, um, I was quite impressed with them, Ray. What do you think? Who were the Kanji? Um, no, players. no. Burnley players. the Burnley, the Burnley, the Burnley player, especially the one called Amdouni. He was oh, yeah. the one running down the right. Um, I'm not looking at the players in in any uh, any specific players, but I think. The way they set up was pretty good, you know. We we saw it in the FA Cup game where we beat them in the last season, where they started off quite brightly. And if it wasn't for that goal, you know, it, it's actually quite weird. If it wasn't for the two goals in the first half, Burnley were the better team for me. 
They had the chances. What they lacked more than anything else was composure. They had the chances. They just didn't take them. We, uh, I mean, they had us, you know, rattling around a bit um, at the back. They, they intercepted a few. We, we did some wayward passing. We were a bit sloppy and lackadaisical. And Burnley pressed us um, whenever they could. Um, and they deserved the, to, to create the chances they did because, as I said, we were, we were sloppy. Um, but you, you got to, I've got to say this, you got to admire Vincent Company. Um, and uh, he, I think he said that's going to be the worst performance of the season. He's got it out of the way. <laughs> I think, no, they'll, they'll definitely cause trouble for teams who come to turf more this season. The way they played, um, you know, they took the they took it to us a bit, and um, they caused us a lot of trouble. So um, I have some uh, secret admiration for them. It'd be interesting to see if they can keep raising their game against other opposition and give them trouble, but. It'd be, it'd be nice if they could take points off some of the big boys uh, at Surf Mall this season. Bernard, um, a couple of minutes later, did um, did Haaland's or your big lummox's uh, telescopic leg deny Bernardo a certain goal? <laughs> because Bernard, because Bernardo was just right behind him, and and he's great with those um, sort of six to eight yard headers. But um, your big lummox stuck out a leg and. You know, he nearly took his bloody head off, didn't he? Poor old Bernardo, sort of give him one of those looks, you know, like, I'm going to bite your ankles anymore of that, mate. You know, one of those looks that uh, you can't. I mean, we've seen Alan do that. We've seen him score with those, haven't we? But we've also seen him, uh, for me, doing when he knows he's not going to score. Uh, and I know that sounds daft. But as a, as a, all right, I'm not to any sort of level he is, but you, you have an idea if, when you do something like that, whether there's a chance he's going to go in the direction of the goal or it looks as though you're just making an effort. And, and I think Harlan was making an effort with that one. I think he should, obviously, Bernardo should have given him a shout, whether he did or not, I don't know. He should have sort of get out of the way, Lummox or something like that. And uh, But no, he, he took it off at old Bernardo. We know Bernardo can head a ball, so he should have left it really, shouldn't he? But uh, hey, his instinct's there, isn't it? So what, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think City fans were sort of getting a bit frustrated. Uh, Burnley were were pl- Burnley were playing well, and uh, quite prominent was this young Italian, uh, Coliosho. Mm. He shot over the bar, but then uh, I think um, kind of Bernard's sort of uh, prediction kind of came to it was twenty four minutes, I think, uh, but uh, a couple of minutes before that, you could see KDB wasn't happy. Um, uh, Bernard, what, what did he do to himself? Well, I, I, it wasn't easy for me to discern exactly what kind of an injury that was. He didn't do anything to himself. It's just a, it's just a reoccurrence of, of what he had at the end of last season. That uh, you know, and, and things are coming out of the cat. This is what annoys me. This is what annoys me about City. I mean, obviously, a lot of people paid a lot of money there to do look after these players. Obviously. Uh, KDB will want to play every game. Of course, he will. He's, he's a professional footballer. But there must be something. He's, he's had this now for uh, a few months. He's had, he had it for a couple. He was carrying it a couple of months at the end of the season. Um, obviously, we've had a, a season break. Uh, of course, things like that. He's, he's now having a, a further scan to see what you know what's wrong. But what annoys me is you hear comments coming out of the city camp. I don't know who's made them, but this is little quotes like like it was worth the risk. Um, we took a chance. I mean, you know, come on, guys. I mean, we don't need to. He's got two good seasons ahead of him, KDB. Why, why are we saying, well, we'll take a risk, we'll work? Yes, a Champions League final, perhaps, and say that ended in disaster, didn't it? But for a game like this, really, I didn't have him in my starting eleven because I didn't think he was quite ready. I thought he'd get another outing from the subs bench or something like that. And 
And to come out for, for the city camp to come out with statements like that, it was worth the risk, etc. I, I don't. I think there's something wrong. Whether you Ray agree with me, I don't. I'm just not happy with the way way the, the medical side is is going on with this. You know, we only can see what we can see, and I can see from from KDB's body language at the end of last season, even in his body language this season, when you look at him training in Japan and certain career, etc. Uh, something not not under it's not hundred percent. Simple as that. So what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, something happened that I I actually missed and uh, and didn't notice until I watched a replay. Um, it was like Rico Lewis being yeah. hit on the bounce by a cigarette lighter. I mean, some of these guys are going to have to wear crash helmets yeah. at some of these grounds, but that was nasty. Yeah, it was nasty. Hit him in the face. Um, it, it, I don't know what was going on. I mean, it's first came back, uh, and it's only a few minutes in. Burnley fans does that. We had a, a pitch invader later on as well. Um, you know, it, stuff going on, stuff that's happening off the pitch doesn't look good for Burnley. They had a player red carded for a nasty tackle. Just, just in defence of Burnley a little bit, I think an Arsenal player was hit by something at the Community Shield as well. Just just to defend, you know, that it's not just well, Burnley. Not, but, you know, but I, accept, I accept it's they do... From the championship, especially, we we know at that level. I went to Bristol City last year, of course, when we played them. They're a different, slightly different to what you get in the Premier League, as far as fans are concerned. Yeah, mm-hmm. look, every club's got these idiots. Every club, City have got them as well. Every club's got these idiots. But it's just a shame, you know. For, as I said, first game of the season, um, someone throws launched a missile. He got caught. He'll be he'll be banned for life. Um, and then, as I said, somebody um, invaded the pitch in the second half. So I, I don't. I don't. I mean, jo- joking on social media, you know, he almost killed him, which is obviously what everyone's having a laugh about it. But for that thrown at force, if that hits his eye, he could, he could black. You know, you know yeah, the yeah, chances yeah. of it are, are minute. Of course, yeah, but it wasn't far away from hitting hitting an eye. And what sort of damage could that have done to his eye? You know, he's not going to kill him. Well, that's not the point, is it? That, that, you know, people are laughing about it, and I didn't want to get involved in an argument. See, but you know, people come out with this. Oh, well, yeah, and he did over it. He practically overreacted in in a way that you do with a little bit of shock when something hits you. But uh, yeah, it's you know, we, we used to stand in the old kipax, didn't we? In the old yeah. days, well, I did anyway, and uh, it was just a, a, you know, coins thrown. You know, they, they could obviously the chance didn't see many people walking yeah. out with no eyes, but you certainly saw people were out with cut heads and. God knows what. So we've been through all this. We we don't we don't need it in this day and age. Yeah, you want to move on from this, you know, Neanderthal behaviour. It was seventies and eighties. It was bad enough, you know, what some of the stuff that went on uh, in those days. And you'd like to think uh, people have grown up and become a bit more sensible. But this just shows there's always going to be idiots uh, in football. Looks as though we've got new leaders of the Premiership, guys. Newcastle are five-one up with about four minutes left, so the, we've lost our <laughs> lost our lead to Brighton, and now it's been took over by uh, Newcastle. No, will we ever get it back? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, guys, uh, over the next sort of ten to twelve minutes, City did, um, uh, you know, regain their uh, usual measure of control so, to such effect that um, the Burnley supporters were. We're chanting "boring, boring city," and um, uh, you should never do that because I mean, it culminated in a goal number two, thirty-six minute, Erling Haaland. Tell us about this one, Ray. Well, we were boring at the time, weren't we? You know, <laughs> I think Burnley were on top. Uh, Burnley were, were, from what I remember, well on top. Yeah, from from uh, about the fifteenth minute to this goal, uh, Burnley had the most chances. Yeah, um, 
It was if oh put me on the spot now. I gotta remember it was a cross by it was a free kick, if I remember correctly, a cross by Philip Walter Foden. Um, is that right, Bernard? And there's a bit of mayhem in the box. And uh, I think Aki was involved. I don't know if he got the assist for this or whether he touched it or there was a, I know it was VAR check, Daddy might have hit his hand or something. No, that's the seemed... third one. You got you jumped a goal. Have I jumped? Oh, sorry, I'm I'm back. Yeah. Oh, blimey. I'm, I'm on so, Harlan. So, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're talking about Foden, oh, Walker, yeah, yeah. Alvarez, Haaland. Yeah. Okay. I just remember, all right, I'll let Bernard talk through this, but I'll just mention the goal. Haaland, as, as I said before, he was in the right place, right time. Um, it was a corking finish. Um, again, he was, he was on the right-hand side in, in, the, in the area, but it's the way he finishes, the way he finds space. That is just um, in incredible. And it was a nice little pass from Alvarez in the box uh, to Haaland. But as I said, the way he's, he's just, you know, Vincent Company will be annoyed. I'm sure he was annoyed that he he was afforded so much space in the box. But what can you do? You know, he's, he, Haaland's a world-class player. That's what he does. He finds space. You know, people take their, put the, uh, take their guard down when he's around. And it's like, how can you do that? But he, he somehow manages to lull them into a false sense of security that there's no danger wherever Ireland is. The ball's not coming down. Suddenly the ball turns up and he strokes it away. It was just a, another uh, well-taken goal. Bernard, give us your memory of that goal and give some love to Kyle Walker because, you know, when he's not um, flashing his private parts, um, <laughs> he sometimes does some... Uh, when he, he sometimes does some quite good things and I, I thought he had a, a nice role in this goal. Yeah, I mean, superb vision, of course, from Foden to spot it. Walker knew what he was doing, getting timed his run perfectly. Foden's through ball was absolutely tremendous. Uh, we know when Walker gets in them sort of positions, sometimes sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't. You know, he doesn't. He either finds a defender or whatever. But obviously, uh, all credit to him. Alvarez and Ireland were probably within about four or five yards of each other. They weren't that far away from each other. And of course, it fell, it fell to Alvarez, didn't he? But he instinctively or I think he had the wrong boots on last night, Alvarez. He's shooting <laughs> abysmal. But uh, he instinctively just played it back to Ireland and first time uh, smashed it across. Well, glided it across, didn't he? Uh, Trafford, I don't think he a goalkeeper, any goalkeeper, Trafford or Lev Yashin for the old guys who remember him would have got to that one. Uh, a superb goal, but all credit to Folden and Walker in the build-up and a nice little touch from Alvarez as well. Ray, we, uh, we, as, as we as we came to um, half-time, um, we were told there was going to be uh, five additional minutes. Yeah. I didn't see where they got five minutes from, but this is the way that it's going to be this season, isn't it? It's going to get silly, isn't it? Well, it depends. It depends. If the players start... I think that was fair. That was fair, yeah. wasn't it, with KDB's injury and yeah, a couple the, of other things? The, well, yeah, the KDB injury and the fault, uh, ensuing... Um, uh, substitution. So that's a couple of minutes. Lewis, Lewis as well was down for a yeah, while. Lewis was down with a smack in the face. So there's at least three minutes, two goals, 30 seconds each. That's yeah. four yeah. minutes without a problem. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I don't understand why people have a problem with it. I would like to now see less time wasting. And that's the, the, the area that they need to clamp down on. If they... Well, I think it's worth. I mean, to be honest with you, I think, it, Ray, I think, I know oh, it's yeah. early doors. I'm not, I've not watched any other games, but... Uh, I think it's working uh, at the moment. I think time-wasting-wise, you're not real. I didn't see much last night from anybody apart from making substitutions, which can be tactical time-wasting. And now that's not going to be tactical time-wasting because it's supposedly going to add time on. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so there's no point in time-wasting. So I think that's just, I think that's great. I think it's going to do us 
uh, a lot of good um, without wasting time now. So, well, you think about it last night that the who the guys who were on for the full match were on that pitch for 103 minutes, just over, yeah, 103 minutes. So, you know, they're quite they're quite right to be a bit, a little bit worried about all this time these players yeah. are going to be playing. I, th- I think that's the whole point of what's upsetting KDB, upsetting uh, Guardiola after the uh, Community Shield game when they were commenting on it. I think I think that's what's upsetting them. But as as Ray said, I mean, what we said in the old days was why don't they have uh, the clock stopping and have an eighty minute game and stuff like this? You know, to try and find ways of doing it. Uh, so obviously that's an option. But obviously they've come up with this option now. So a time will tell. On the players and and on the teams, what difference it will make? One thing is, eventually, I mean, I don't think it will uh, totally, but eventually, the players will realise there's no point wasting time uh, because it's just added on. Um, so hopefully, you know, you won't get like yes, you know, eight minutes in was eight minutes in the second half. You won't. Well, get the thing that. is, what we need is consistency, though, isn't yeah. it? That, that's the problem. I mean, it's like anything. We, get, we can go with this as long as it's consistent game to game, big games to little games, yeah. games where you're winning 6-0, games where you're winning 1-0. You know, we want consistency and this will be the, this will be the, the, you know, a thing that is open open to abuse because, again, we don't know the machinations of it, do we? We're not seeing the machinations. If you have a clock up, say, in 80 minutes and it stops when the ball for a foul or whatever, it carries on for throwing, stuff like that. But say it stops for an incident like we got yesterday or substitution. You can see it. It's there in black and white. But this yeah. is open to an official who are not very good, let's be honest about it, making decisions. So that that is the big problem. Mm-hmm. Well, we made it to half time, and then something... Uh, quite confusing happened and quite controversial. You know, obviously Haaland scored two goals. Pep decides to give him a public bollocking. Now, guys, surely that was uh, histrionic and performative, Ray. Because you, why can't you just? Why can't he just do that when they get back into the changing room? Why does he have to do it in front of thousands and thousands of people? I, I, I agree, Mike. I agree. Pep's an. There you go. What, what more do you want me to say? I think he did that because he got booked, didn't he, a bit earlier. So I, I think he wanted to get Harlan was kind of non plus. He kind of just walked off and ignored him. Harlan probably thought, well, stuff you, mate. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Erling Bro Harlan, so do one. Um, well, I hope he said do one because well, uh, and Pep won't mind because KDB's told to F off before now, yeah. so well, you know, Pep's not going to bother about it. No, 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 it happened. Look, I mean, look, it, I think it's wrong, but Pep is Pep. I mean, who you know, what what do you want to say? You know, um, Pep does his own his own thing his own way, and overall, it, it works really well. So sometimes you've got to take a bit of the rough with the smooth and you take this side of Pep if you want to win everything that you're winning. As, you know, as long as Pep don't go up and slap him in the face, and, you know, he just gives him a, a breaks him, you just have to take it. Um, but Pep does that with our own players. He's done it with opposition players. He talks to them half-time or at the end of the game. So you just got to take it on the chin um, and hope that he doesn't do it too often because he will annoy players. I think he might sort of have realised that that might be the public perception, uh, Bernard, because... You saw it was quite a contrast because when when Pep come came out for the second half, he came out with his arm round Bernardo Silva. So it's almost, it's almost like he's, uh, you know, pumped overcompensating for for creating that image. Um, what do you think, Ray? I'm just gonna, no, I'm just going to say something I just remembered about Phil Foden. Um, there was once when Pep balled at Phil Foden, and Foden, 
afterwards took him to one side and said, don't do that again, because you, you would not have done that to any other player. So don't do it to me. And Pep apologized. I think he apologized. He fined himself. He fined himself for his behavior. And I think he apologized in front of the team. So, you know, in the heat of the moment, all sorts of things happen. But that's a, a side that I hadn't heard before. You know, you think, you know, if Pep had gone too far at times, you know, maybe he just lets it ride. But this this time he's, he's apologized. So maybe, same thing again, maybe he's, he's, he's done it behind the scenes where he's apologized to Harlan and said, sorry, I should have, I don't know. Um, you don't want to see it. Um, but Pep, Pep's a perfectionist, you know, 2 nil isn't good enough, you know. I think the reason why he had a goal was Harlan wasn't happy that he wasn't passed the ball by Bernardo. And Pep said that Guardiola had passed him the ball, lost it. Someone else had passed him the ball, lost it. Because Harlan wanted to get him behind, basically mix it up, get him behind the defence or go one-on-one with the defender. And we'd lost the ball twice and Pep doesn't like losing the ball. So he said, Bernardo did the right thing and not passing the ball because we don't want to lose it. It's two minutes before half time. Um, you don't want to give the others a chance. And you can understand, you can understand where Pep's coming from. You might not like the way he's done it, but you can understand where he's coming from. And look, I think it's it's a nothing. They're all grown men. Yeah, I mean, Harlan was interviewed after, wasn't he? And he was fine. I mean, you know, he's a big, he's a big lad. I mean, I think Harlan was a bit more myth that he got taken off. Before yeah. he could score a hat trick, more than oh, anything yeah. else. But mm-hmm. you, should be, you should be used to that, though, shouldn't you? I mean, yeah. It's taken off when he scored five goals with time to get six. But hey, there you we go. We said that last season. <laughs> number two, you know, ha- the mistake Harlan can can do is he scored two goals in the first half because he ain't gonna last much uh, much past half time. Um, you know, that's if we're two or three nil up, Harlan's coming off. That's it. He's gonna be preserved. Um, so I, I said last season he scored that many goals, but can you imagine how many goals he would have scored if he'd stayed on for 90 minutes in every game? I think he'd have got over 60 goals. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, on the other hand, he might have got injured. So you gotta you gotta go with what Pep does look. And as I said, at the end of the day, we're we're winning loads of stuff. So you gotta um accept overall Pep's doing the right thing, and you gotta, as I said, accept some of the rough with this. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we've got a third goal to talk about on the 75th minute, but we've got th- a 30-minute um, period before that that final goal. And just sticking with Mr. Haaland, uh, one sort of overriding memory I've had, it happened two or three times, is um, Haaland launched this these kind of central runs a la Yaya Toure. And uh, unfortunately, he just didn't get the Yaya Toure type finish. He would invariably stick it across to Alvarez, who would then, you know, fluff it uh, or not, you know, not through lack of skill, but just because he didn't have, um, you know, a decent angle. He was was just out on the right and and, and, and trying his luck. But um, for that that period before the final goal, uh, any memories stick out to you? Anything that was noteworthy or comment worthy from you from either team no i think the burnley fans could have been singing boring city there i don't think burnley had anything any real impact i think certainly up to the goal in the 75th minute around then uh, burnley hadn't done much we'd only done a couple of things uh, of course uh, rodri had one of his uh, efforts his rockets tipped over which, uh, i thought mr chapel made a little bit of a meal of it but it might have moved in the air and yeah, I talked earlier about Alvarez not having his shooting boots down, didn't I? But of course, um, 
there's a certainly one occasion before the goal where he was obviously Harlan perhaps should have shot and he just he just played it across to, for Alvarez and he just slashed it wildly right of goal which was it was pretty poor he, I think he's had his left boot on his right foot his right boot on his left foot last night because he did his usual worked hard but uh, his little his radar wasn't quite working as far as shooting but as you said um, that was it really it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting for a neutral supporter to watch. Uh, in that spec between just before the goal, Pep, Pep got his yellow card uh, for descent. I don't know what the descent was about. Whether Ray knows, I'm not too sure. No, no idea. And All I know is that. Yeah, um, so he got that. Apparently, you get three now. You get sent. Yeah. You, you get a, you get dismissed to the bench, don't you, for a game? Or no, two, if you so. get three yellow cards, you you're going to miss some uh, yeah. games, aren't you? It's like oh, we'll uh, have to be careful because uh, he's uh, you know. Uh, Perhaps more so Arteta, but as long as things are all right for Arteta and the winning, he's all right. But Pep will have to be careful, is it? Because as we know, even when we're two or three nil up, he'll still get a bit a bit irate about things. So you'll have to be careful with that. But no, uh, no, Mike. Before the seventy fifth minute, really two uh, nil. You, you probably could have said that's probably going to stay like that the way we're playing. Yeah, the struggling, struggling to find too much to talk about. Things just didn't come off. But then we did get the third, the third goal. And uh, this was a, uh, a a free kick from from Foden, and then a little bit of melee in the uh, in the penalty box. And um, Ake was involved in in, in this, and um, we had Rodri, um, you know, sort of repeating his kind of uh, Champions League heroics. Uh, uh, Bird, um, how, what did you make of this? Did did did, did Ake just uh, him making a nuisance of nuisance of himself did that really, you know, uh, create the opportunity for this one? Yeah, I mean, you've got to put a ball into the box. You're going to have what 10, 12, 30, 30 How many players were in the box? It was a packed box. So you know, we know damn well what happened last week against Arsenal. If you got a packed box, anything can happen. You know, if you take a shot or the ball flies in, it can take a deflection and go in the net, or it can fall for one of your players. And this, this, in this case. Aki did look a little bit like he might have hit his arm, but obviously on replay it didn't. It's quite, you know, it possibly could have done, as I said, because he wouldn't know much about it. But all credit to Rodri, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, panic. He just calmly lifted it, seemed to lift it into the goal, didn't he? He didn't sort of just smash it. He just looked for the space and put it in. But yeah, mm. there's not a lot you can do if, if if the ball is whipped in and your goalkeeper can't get to it. And there's lots of defenders and strikers. Uh, say we know to our unfortunate loss last week, what what can happen? And yeah, but it was from nothing. But uh, all credit, it was, it was a well-hit free kick into the danger zone and, and Rodri was was excellent. Two questions for Ray. Number one, is Rodri now the complete midfielder? And number two, was he the man of the match in this game? He got an assist, he got a goal, he didn't concede, you know, he's part of the defensive unit. He was um, efficient. I saw him make some fouls, some, he's learning the dark arts, he made some you know, nondescript fouls, but fouls nonetheless. But he's done it in such a way that he's not going to get booked. So, you know, what else can he do? You know, he's he's, he's done everything that you could re- reasonably ask of, of him. As I said, he scored a goal, got an assist, played reasonably well. You know, it's either Rodri or, or Haaland who was going to be man of the match. Um, yeah, he's um, the interesting thing is you ask yourself if Declan Rice is worth 105 minutes, if Enzo. Uh, that fellow from the Argentine guy at um, Fernandez, at was it? Yeah. If he's worth 100, and 100 million plus, 
if more, as this guy said, oh, he's worth 110, 111, 115, maybe 120, how much is Rodri? Because he's better than them all. You know, Rodri must be worth 150, 160 million. I mean, if Rod, I tell you now, if Rodri played for Barcelona, his release clause would be at least 1 billion pounds or 1 billion euros, sorry, euros. Because that, that's the kind of thing um, Barcelona do. If you remember, was it 400 million euros for uh, Gunduan's release clause at, at Barcelona? So he's, I think he's still, <coughs> excuse me, criminally underrated by general football fans. City fans can now, uh, can now finally see what all the fuss was about when he, um, you know, uh, and all the promise that we were told he had. You know, I, I still remember when he joined, we were told that, I'm trying to remember, the, the um, was it Luis Enrique said, we don't know where his limit is. He can be better than Busquets. So you think, well, you know, that's a, a you know, high um, anticipation, high praise for a kid who was, what, 21, 22 when he joined. And the first, first season with us, you thought, hang on, <laughs> you know. Uh, Mr. Enriquez, were you wearing your spectacles at the time that you saw Rodri play? Because he's he did disappoint you, but now you know, now if he doesn't play, you miss him. That's why he played was it 51 games last season, something you know. Um, and it's, it's also interesting that like Mr. Calvin Phillips didn't even get on when we're winning 3 0. Um, so Rod, Rodri has to keep keep going uh, in games. And my only concern is he plays a few games too many, even he said, I can't play that. You know, last season I played too many games. It's dangerous. So mm-hmm. uh, I hope he can have a little bit of rest this season, a bit more than last season. But hey, look, he put another good, very good performance in yesterday. Uh, if I was giving him marks out of 10, he'd probably get an eight from me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what Bernard. Bernard, do you remember the days we used to actually, in his first season, we used to have a bit of a go at Rodri and say that things like he, he, he turns slower than an ocean liner. Um, Nobody's laughing now, are they? No, I mean, uh, I said I used to say, didn't I? I used to say people go on about this guy, and I must be watching a different player because he never seems to stand out for me. So I thought, well, I mustn't, I must be doing something wrong. I must be watching the games wrong. And I went through a phase of watching all the games back if I went to watch him at the Etihad or away, uh, watching them again on City Plus at the time. Uh, so I went through that phase, and then I realised, yeah, he, he used to do a lot more than because because I don't notice him doesn't mean doesn't mean he's not doing a good job. So I've always sort of from last season definitely uh, I've sort of stuck up for him a little bit more. Um, he still he still makes me laugh with his turning circle sometimes. He's still he's still like uh, you know uh, you get a nipping. Let's face it, against a nipping midfield, he can he can struggle. Let's be honest about it. I think Burnley were ideal for him yesterday because even though they were compact and, and well organized he, he went overly pacey in the middle of the pitch but i have seen him struggle against teams like arsenal and stuff like that who are a little bit quicker um so he is fantastic uh but he's a big lad he's a big lad so he's not he's not gonna be you say that i think that guy you were talking about what is it i'm, I'm doing you, what, it, you mentioned yeah in the first half because he, he got through he was a good two or three yards yeah. clear of the city players and it was rodney was the closest guy and he sort of got a bit stuck with the, you know, he, he sort of did a full fold and got the ball stuck between his legs a bit. And, but Roger only needed that sort of split second to get up to speed and, and managed to get his toe in uh, to poke it, poke it when it looked as though they were going to score. So, yeah, he, he needs sometimes just, just that extra half a second to get going. But, uh, yeah, he's, as Ray said, uh, what's he worth in today's money? Well, let's ask uh, Ray's opinion about something else. So on, we're com- coming to the end now. 80, 80 minutes, there's a treble uh, substitution. Obviously, as you mentioned before, Holland comes off 
uh, Lewis comes off, uh, Nathan Ake comes off, and on comes Cole Palmer, uh, Laporte, and Gvardiol. I'd like to ask about Gvardiol. Now, we've, we're absolutely packed with central defenders. Yeah. We're all right on the other side. What's it, what do you think Pep is going to do with Gvardiol? Is it going to be just alternating between centre-back and left-back, or does he have more ambitious plans? I think he has more ambitious plans. I think he's going to play him as an attacking left-back. Um, that's what people tell me. Um, I can't see him playing left centre-back. Uh, I think the two positions that he'll, he'll play, he'll be on the left of a three um, when we've got someone like John Stones or Rico Lewis playing in midfield, potentially. I think he'll be the left of a three or he'll play as, when we want to have four at the back and I have an attacking fullback. I think that's that could be him. But like everybody else, I'm I'm waiting to see what Pep does with him. I mean, you know, we're going to have to give him 10 or 15 games before we've got a, a proper idea because I think that's how long it's going to take for uh, Pep to... I'm not even sure Pep 100% knows himself. He's got an idea what he wants to do with him, but we'll have to wait to find out what that is and, and see what positions Pep plays. I and mean, I think he'll potentially deploy... these three options. Is that left centre-back. As I said, there's the left of a three and there's the attacking left-back. Um but, well, where yeah. do you think that'll leave Aki, Ray? I mean, Aki's obviously not as prone to attack, is he? He's, he's a bit yeah, less likely. What, what do you think about Aki? Is he, is he, is he going to be struggling for game time this season? No. How can he be? I mean, I'm saying, no I thought he was superb last season. How's, yeah. it, how, how's he going to adapt to it? Last season, I, I'd be my, my top three, maybe even in my top two. I think Harlan obviously was clear. Then who comes second? Second or third, Aki is, is the be- one of the best players last season. He, I can't remember him ever letting us down. So you've got Guardiola who plays Aki's place, except he does that attacking role. I think this season will be... a. Um, he's not going to just chuck Guardiola in, I don't think, even though he spent a lot of money. I think Aki will still get his chances. I think if Aki plays well, um, he's still got opportunities. And we, we look, we've seen we've seen in the first game of the season, no John Stones, no Ruben Diaz. And I think... You know, we're going to look at this and say how many times during the season one of those not going to play. Look, Ruben Diaz has got a concussion, minimum seven days out. He's not going to play against Sevilla. There's a 50-50 where they'll play the next home game against Newcastle. And blimey, we need everybody against Newcastle, the top of the table, you know. Um, the, I mean, the beat Aston... Look, I had Aston Villa as dark horses this season and Newcastle just ripped them to pieces. So we're going to have to put out the best. There's no pretending or anything else. We have to be up to speed next week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, Bernard, um, City running down the clock. Um, there's six, a total of six added minutes. And uh, we thought that's all it. But there's a bit of late drama, wasn't there? A red card right at the death. Tell yeah. us about that one. Yeah, Zaruri, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? I mean, in, in normal speed, obviously, the referee was very quick to get across and get get ready to get his yellow card out. And then he put it back in his pocket, didn't he? He actually paused yeah. and put it back in his pocket. And I'm thinking, well, it's definitely a booking. So is he thinking about getting a red card out for this? Now he's had a look at, you know, that uh, Walker is really mm. not feigning injury. He looks as though he's been really hurt. And so, you know, people said, well, you know, it's obviously going to get his yellow. But, but was he thinking about getting his red out then? And he thought, no, I'll leave it as a yellow. And, and obviously, they'll tell me in the VAR studio if, if I need to do something more. Personally, I would have give a red and then wait for VAR to say you're wrong. But obviously, that that's, I'm not a referee. So, yeah, yeah. Paulson did the opposite. But, but it's easy. I, I, sorry, Ray, go on. 
So I was going to say it's easy. I think th there was a comment last season where uh, I can't remember which journalist it was said they believe that the referees are taking the easy option by not going with the red because they know it's going to be looked at anyway. Uh, and you could argue it doesn't matter hmm. in some respects. Yeah. Because um, if he gives it as a yellow and it's worth a red, he'll change it. If he gives a red and it's not a red, he'll change it again. So. Yeah, you know. but I think that, because I said, there's no way he's putting it back in his pocket because he wasn't going to give him a yeah. yellow. So I just thought he's thinking that Walker looks hurt. I'm going yeah. to get the red out. And then he bottled it and went back to the yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so for it. me, obviously, all right, the Burnley fans are not the most uh, pleasant. And, of course, some some people are saying they'll be lucky to get out of uh, Turf more in one piece. But, I mean, uh, I don't think that much about – I don't worry that too much about Burnley fans on that in that aspect. I mean, it's not Chelsea or United or some other places. But, uh, yeah. I think I think he should have just given the straight red and then been proven right, which he would have been. But uh, he, he, it was there. it was right in the end anyway. As I say, one angle was horrible. One angle yeah. he did it from it. It was a hard, I mean, one one wasn't conclusive, but another angle. You say, and hopefully Walker's fine. I mean, he did go off straight away, didn't he? Oh, hopefully it's not too bad and he's okay. I've not heard anything yeah. toward. Guys, any other comments about this game before we go on to a, a small final section called? Any other business? Are we done with this game? Yeah, I can't think of anything else really so? uh, exciting. It gave, you know, it did what we had to do, didn't we? It wasn't fantastic to watch. Um, uh, all credit to Burnley. I thought Burnley. I thought, like Ray was mentioned about uh, Burnley earlier on. I think I think they might need a little bit more spark in certain places uh, yeah. up front. I think they might need a little bit more spark than they seem to have. As I say they had a couple of good chances yesterday and. Uh, blew it but organization i mean work, the, the press was excellent i mean edison had to continually put it long and it, i was glad edison was in if ortega was, was playing yesterday i think i think we might have struggled even more but edison's quite capable of taking his time and, and punting upfield and most of the time finding the blue shirt and he was ideal and, and Burley didn't press him i noticed they, pre they pressed all around him but they more or less left edison to it because they just know how good he is so but all credit mm -hmm. to Burley. it's going to be a long season but of the three i've seen i've seen bits of luton and i've seen bits of sheffield and uh, certainly Burnley. Uh, the outstanding of those three anyway at the moment. Well, it, he, here comes uh, one of my questions in this final little uh, section. Uh, so first of all, Ray, congratulations on the remarkable increase in your uh, subscriber, uh, you know, numbers on your on your channel. I mean, it seemed like five minutes ago you were on 1.5 and now you're on uh, 3.4, I think. Uh, yes. Wow. I wonder where all where I mean it's happened so quick as well. But anyway, yeah. well, Nick's all mine, Mike. He's gone above me now. He's Nick's all mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, ten days ago, I'm just looking at me. Thing, it's ten days ago. We had uh, we went through the two thousand barrier, and we've got fourteen hundred since then. I I I I put it down to to Bernard's good luck. See, that sounds but, suspicious to me. No. <laughs> I put it down to Bernard's what Bernard's good looks. No, I, I tell you what happened. I tell you what's happened, Mike. <laughs> I put between fifty and sixty videos up in the last month. So I've, I've, the content mm -hmm. uh, has has been before that was sparse. You know, the the content was coming out here and there. It wasn't consistent. While I was in Northern Ireland, I tried to put out videos every day. I think people like. They seem to like the, these walking videos I do where you've got some scenery in the background, some park or somewhere. Um, so they've done really that's well. Always, I've always noticed that's worked for Boovy. He does stuff like that, don't he? Yeah. It always seems to work for him. Yeah, I mean, I did that back in the Man City fan TV days. That's yeah. something I always used to do. 
and they always seem to do do well. So these are doing well. The, the live streams don't do so well. It sees videos that do well, and they're doing well not in the UK. They're doing well in in America. America, uh, it, I think it, the US has done very well on these videos. I've haven't looked at my demographics recently, but I think it's a combination of there've been some. I do say so myself. Some quality stuff, you know, uh, with, and I think it's really started motoring just before we did the some videos with um, with Bernard and Colin about finances. And that finance mm. video that we did um, got, I think, that garnered a lot of um, subscribe new subscribers because we we put, if I remember correctly, about four three videos or three part series about the 115 charges. We did another video about what um, would City be the first club to turn over a billion pounds, and I think we did. I did another one about City being the best, uh, uh, or the best run club in the world, and I think those videos did well, and that garnered support, and it's just carried on, um, and it's just, it's just really all I can put it down. Mostly, is um, putting out lots hard of work, money. consistency, and dedication. Well, I, th I think so. I think you took the words out right out of my mouth. Bernard. <laughs> uh, and Bernard. But listen, before we get into um, an orgy of uh, congratulations about race uh, success, that was actually only the pre uh, prelude to my, my, my real question. So I've been following you your... Um, you butted me on. I, I've been following... <laughs> You know, I've been following you and Bernard as you discussed the uh, the preview. There's a set of videos, uh, previews for the season for for the other teams. Can I Well, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't got to the end yet. But um, guys, we had um, six other games played today, and my, I, I'm just wondering, have we seen? Uh, the three teams that you think might be relegated. Uh, uh, here are my choices. Uh, Forest, Luton and Everton. Disagree or agree? What about Sheffield United? Well, Sheffield you can only choose three. Well, I'm asking, so you think they're going to stay up? Why? We've got a good manager. Is it Heckingbottom? Thinking on his feet. Anyway. I don't, think, I don't think he's thinking logically, but he's thinking on his feet anyway. Are, are you telling me? Are, are you going to tell us who your three candidates are, or are you just going to say no? You're going to have to watch the video was on Ray's channel to find out. I've got no. Uh, give us, give him two, give him two, Ray. Uh, I said Everton. Uh, okay, but, we're agreed there. Hang, hang on a minute. Both Bernard and me said Luton and Sheffield United. I said Everton, and Bernard's got uh, his third one is Bournemouth. Ooh, interesting. I Very interesting. I'd like Wolves to stay up because I like Gary O'Neill. I think he's had done by by Bournemouth. Um, Everton deserve to go down. They're shocking. They're horrible to watch. Um, and I bet half their fan base want them to go down. Sheffield United, I don't. They haven't bought well. Luton got a bit of an eye opener against Brighton today. Uh, got battered by them. So it's going to be interesting. But have we already? Here's the question: Have we already seen the champions play? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 yeah, none of Newcastle. the rubbish is playing tomorrow or Monday. Are going to do anything? Newcastle, they'll be champions. Just say Why it. not? Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, we were we were waxing lyrical about Aston Villa, and they were confident in themselves. But New, as you said, Newcastle tore them a new one today. Yeah, we'll see how good they are very quickly, won't we? What how much chance? You know, before we know it, we'll be playing them, so it doesn't matter. We play them Saturday night. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, tomorrow we've got Brentford against Spurs, Chelsea against Liverpool. Um, Spurs have just sold Harry Kane to Bayern Munich. That's lost them uh, 30 goals a season. Um, and uh, obviously any any you know tiny bit of competition Erling Haaland would have had for you know um, top goal score has now gone. Ireland. What 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 do you reckon? What do you reckon is going to happen to them? Are they going to be finishing mid table or what? Depends what they do with the money. Depends what they do. Um, Not much time left to do that much with it. Yeah, look, it's, it's a mess the way Levy's done it. To get the extra money, um, he's gone an extra two or three weeks. I think that, you know, he might have got the best financial deal for, for Spurs, but sorry, you know, Kane should have been sold before the, um, the players came out for pre season. He should have been sold. He should have taken a low bid from Bayern Munich. And, you know, Levy's going to turn around and say, hey, look, how much money, extra money I got. But how much have you stuffed your own team by doing that? Uh, Poster Coglu has been, you know, dealt a very poor hand by Levy there. Should have been done weeks and weeks ago so he could buy some new players and get them in. They've got no striker now. No, you know, Richarlison scored one goal last season and I'm sorry, he's not he's not your man. Uh, you can't play Son up there. So you've got no striker. What do you do? It's it's an absolute mess. Um, they'll still beat us at the, at the lane, of course, this season. But it, it's an absolute mess. And um, look, but on one hand, I said this, I said they should have got rid of Kane years ago because they're relying on him. They need to change. They're doing the same thing again and again and again, relying on Kane, and it, they're winning nothing. You know, it's interesting that uh, Bayern Munich are playing tonight. I mean, Kane within 24 hours, within 24 hours of leaving Spurs. All right, Bayern Munich are losing one 0 to Leipzig at the moment. Oh, they lost. <laughs> oh, it's 25 minutes gone. 25 minutes gone. Still plenty of time to go. But he might win his first trophy in his career. Soon, the day after he's left the Spurs, or is he is he a bad luck and Bayern are going to win nothing this season? And you know because Kane's turned up. But as I said, they, they should have got rid of him a long time ago and moved on because um, he's distorting them. They could finish mid-table. They really could because, like Bernard said, or whoever said, they've lost thirty goals. Now somebody else will step up because they can't play with ten men, and someone else will step up and might score ten or fifteen. But I reckon Spurs lose. If they, if they play the same way they did last season, they lose 12 to 15 points. That's mm -hmm. lower half of the table. Uh, and uh, uh, I, for one, won't feel sorry for them. Okay, guys, just to finish off with a couple of quick-fire predictions. Bernard, you're the first one. Chelsea at home against Liverpool uh, tomorrow. <laughs> what, 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 your, what are your uh, lightning quick thoughts about that one, if any? Uh, I just think if Liverpool don't win it, I think they'll be very disappointed. <laughs> that's deep that's deep Bernard um, okay Manchester United against Wolves Ray have they significantly improved do you think United who cares <laughs> no, honestly Mike honestly this is from the blue yeah why are you talking about why, you know you might as well say uh, and now we step into dog shit you know why do we have to talk about United come on come on the Wolves come on the Wolves do them no, it would be really funny, funny if, if after United have spent so much money in the summer, uh, if Wolves can do them. I oh, mm. honestly, if Wolves do them, I might I might take a trip down to Old Trafford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right. we'll go to Say, be careful, be careful, mate. Go at about three in the morning. You know, no, no, that's, right. that's when I went to Arsenal last season. It, you know, went in the evening after almost everybody had you gone. You kept looking over your shoulder then. Oh, yeah, do you see the <laughs> video? I actually, oh, no, honestly, if you get clocked 
the thing is, most people, you know, most Arsenal are plastics anyway, so they would they didn't they wouldn't recognise that old city top that I was wearing. But I, I, I think I said it uh, afterwards. I, I saw one guy went past on his bike, and he came back to have, have a look. And I thought at that that point, I thought uh, walk a bit faster, get to the car, just get in the car, close the doors, and leg it. And I and I, I didn't well, I didn't leg it. He likes to hang around after the game, sacker on his bike, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, wrong, wrong colour fella. But I too I too remember. I don't. Uh, I, I drove down. Um, was it the Holloway Road? I'm trying, I can't remember the song now. Do you remember the song? What would your song would you play? Uh, was it a Smiths? I can't remember now the song. Uh, but uh, I had it on almost full blast driving on the Holloway Road. Oh come on, can't remember now. But basically, I was making fun of Arsenal. Um, it, 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 it escapes me. But anyway, you got to have a bit of fun, a bit of banter. I mean, why would why would any anybody get angry about that? Mm-hmm. Bernard, what's next with Man City? Right, well, we have a super a UEFA Super Cup to win, which we've never won before. We're we'll be very interested to see what Pep's going to do with the team. Uh, I think a good eight of that team that played against Burnley will probably start. Uh, a good eight of them, of course. We know Stones, Diaz, and KDB won't be starting. I won't be surprised if Guardiola doesn't start. I won't be surprised if Jovic starts. And of course, Mr. Jack Grealish surely will come back as Pep's uh, give Pep give him oddly give him a rest for this Burnley game. So. You know, I think I think that's the eleven, really. What I just said there, uh, the guys. Obviously, you've got an idea of my eleven for that one. Uh, Sevilla got beat yesterday in their opening game in La Liga by uh, Valencia at, at home, so I'm sure they didn't play a weakened team uh, for this uh, Super Cup. But uh, Pep wants to win it. We would love to win it, wouldn't we? We'd like to win it, but whether we're quite right for it, I see this going to penalties. Actually, we know we know it's going to end in disaster if it goes to penalties. So. Uh, it'd be nice to win it uh, in Greece on Wednesday night, eight o'clock kickoff in, in Athens. I'm not going to pronounce the stadium's name. George Samaras when I saw it, but it's nothing like that. So I, I won't try and pronounce it. Test it, test yourself. Georgi Kirkiakis or something. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that close? Georgios Karaskakis Stadium in Piraeus. There you go, that's close enough. So, uh, yeah, it should be, a good, should be a good game. So, they're not a bad team. But say, I think they're a bit disappointed they got off to a bad start in the La Liga. And uh, let's just hope we get there and get everyone back in one piece. I've got to say, if you do watch and, the and, videos, oh, Mike, sorry, if you do watch the videos that I did with Bernard, he's offended many, many fan bases with his comments. Even uh, <laughs> Man City. And I think he's, a, he's just offended some um, uh, of our Greek fan base with his Georgios uh, Kras. Yes. So I've watch gone, carefully, I've guys. Two, I've gone for two-one win, but I've not, I've no confidence whatsoever in that. <laughs> watch carefully, guys, as uh, as Ray gets another two hundred thousand um, subscribers tonight. And what's the game after Indeed. the Super Cup, Ray? What? Tell us about Newcastle, the next game after that. Newcastle is it Saturday night, Bernard? Wow, eight o'clock, yep. eight o'clock yep. Saturday night. Saturday night. Um, we, might, we might get home for midnight. We might get finished by midnight. I might, I might be able to. I don't know. I'm, I'm up in. Uh, I'm up in um, Barnard Castle. I'm taking my glasses with me, so I'm doing my driving test. Barnard Castle. No, no. I'm, I'm doing. I'm working in the theatre in Barnard Castle. So um, I'm, I'm going to have to miss the game. Do you want me ticket, Mike? Um, I'll, 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 I'll put that to the committee and get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. Committee of mum and dad. <laughs> 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 listen guys that'll do us that'll do us for this one you've been uh, very patient with us uh, you've been listening to uh, Ray from City Fan TV Ray final thoughts 
Final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to enjoy going to bed tonight. Uh, I'm knackered. <laughs> Final thoughts. City won. That's all that mattered. Performance. I could have done better, but three points is all that matters. You've also been listening to Bernard Dineen. Bernard, 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 Bernard. Final thoughts from you, please. Yeah, well, we're off and running again, guys, aren't we, Paul? Let's hope Rodri gets a rest this season. As, he's, as Ray said before, he's been, been saying he's a bit tired. So, you know, he made him play 103 minutes yesterday, Pep. So, if you tell Pep you're tired, he'll make you play more. So, Rodri, should, <laughs> Rodri, take, Rodri mate, take note. Uh, take note of what you say and what you do. Be very careful. And that goes for all the City players this season because we want uh, we want a 4 P and we want, we want back-to-back Champions League. So, come on, guys. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll be back with you after the aforementioned Super Cup. We'll finish off in the normal way by saying, have one on us and up the blues. Up the blues.